Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of Hard Ticket to Sedaris. I'm Teresa. I'm Cody. I'm Steven. And we're here once again to bring to you the 90s, well, in this case, 90s, the 80s and 90s gems of Mr. Andy Sedaris. And today we are talking about Hard Hunted, 1992. Yes, released April 7th, 1992. Starring Donna Spear, Roberta Vasquez, Bruce Penhall, Tony Peck, and R.J. Moore as Kane. Produced by Arlene Sedaris and written and directed by Ole Andy. None other than. Yep. Runtime of 97 minutes. Just one minute over this Sedaris sweet spot. Yep. The triple S, was only as one, it were. Only one tagline for this movie, and I thought it was a little underwhelming compared to previous fare. What? Yeah, well, only, only one? one. The world's hottest undercover agents are back. That's it? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of lame. As I said, it's a little underwhelming. <laughs> and do you guys want to guess the Rotten Tomatoes score? Oh, yeah. we like This is good. This is always fun. Yeah, out of 100. I'm going to give it... 36. I like this one, but I don't know. I feel like some people might think it was kind of slow. I'm going to give it 20%. 29. Dang. Oh. Uh, I, I win. I constantly <laughs> overshoot. <laughs> Aha! So, opening credits roll over a yacht cruising through the water with Kane, portrayed <laughs> by R.J. Moore, and Silk, portrayed Somehow. by Carolyn Liu, aboard mm-hmm. the ship, uh, and that was filmed on Lake Havasu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, like lot we, of, there's a lot of Arizona in this. I feel like we have to talk about the elephant in the room. No. no. Yes. No. No. <laughs> Kane does not look any different, nor is he any younger than he was in the prior. Or his ethnicity did not change. Yes. And he also didn't grow an entire full head of hair. <laughs> he from a short, balding, el- uh, kind of older Asian man to a younger, middle-aged, kind of lean, lanky British guy. Very pasty. Yes. yes. With full head of hair. And disappointingly. Andy Narling did not talk about it at all in the commentary. What? No. They, they yeah. just like, um, they had to have just been like, you know, we're not, if we don't talk about it, it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously it's probably Pat Marita too expensive. Maybe not available. Sure, Maybe but I mean, would. they could at least put, I don't my know. point is they could at least put in there like, he had cosmic surgery or cosmetic, cosmetic surgery. surgery. <laughs> he I keeps cosmetic saying surgery. cosmic. Cosmetic and, surgery or something. Something. And certainly, because this, I feel like this film in several ways and we'll discuss those really is like a bond movie yeah i mean yeah they could have done like a blowfeld on him because blowfeld changed his appearance like every every time well there you go from donald pleasance to telly savalas to charles gray over three movies so did they explain that though in the movies in diamonds are forever they did oh see like at the very opening of the movie they show like kind of the sort of create like how they went through the like at least the plastic surgery process of creating a Blofeld double. There we go. See, we so, could have done something like that. Yeah. Something, a mention. Yeah. But they don't even mention it. Like, it never no. happened. To the point where, I mean, we'll, and we'll discuss this later on, they refilm a scene from Do or Die uh-huh. with the new guy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, the new guy who we should say, uh, R.J. Moore, his real name is Jeffrey Moore. He was 26 in this 26. movie. The 26-year-old son of James Bond himself, Sir Roger Moore. Which, I mean... When Cody found that out, his whole brain exploded. Yeah, I'm pretty was... sure he got a boner sitting on the couch watching the movie when, I, when we told him that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did. Because I'm pretty so sure cl- I didn't. It was at least a half. Close to, uh, so close to James Bond there. It's like right there. 
Yeah. So adjacent now. Yeah. He and at least got tinglys all over his body. And he is not the only son of a famous actor to be in this movie. Oh. And we'll we'll come to that later when that when that character shows up. Dang intrigue. Yes. You want to stay stay tuned, listeners. <laughs> yeah, make sure you listen to the whole episode. <clears throat> so continuing on with the plot, uh, deck hands retrieve an object from the water as Kane lays with Silk and Mika, portrayed by mm-hmm. Mika Quintar. Uh, watching them make out, which and I thought about, I'm like, is this the first like girl on girl stuff in any of these movies? I think kind so. Kind of, yeah, it yeah. is, and it's really light girl on girl. Oh it's yeah, not very like, light, like and <laughs> heavy petting. Silk is putting her hair, yeah, across, <laughs> yeah, the other girl. And according to the commentary, Andy Mika. was very hesitant to do that scene, but Arlene was insistent on it. <laughs> She's like, look, this is hot. This there's, is what people want in the nineties. And there's girl girl. there's a really really uh, a tender moment too when when uh, Mika kisses her on the silk on the cheek, like very light, just real light, like <laughs> just like just like. <laughs> yeah. uh, why you guys keep making kissy noises into the microphone? I will never know. Because the listeners need to know it's. <laughs> God. Jesus I don't even know if they can hear that, but yeah. we're making kissy noises, listeners. Yeah. If you can. They can definitely hear it. Yeah. And okay. then for the first time, we get like a location card uh, letting us know that they're between Maui and Molokai. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which... And you can clearly see desert, Yeah, and, and, which yeah, is not like, in Maui that, or Molokai. Yeah, that foliage does not look... Tropical. Exactly right. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, since when has continuity ever stopped us from loving these movies? I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. the Kane thing. I mean, come on. Yeah. We were too busy being distracted by Kane to <laughs> yeah. notice the... And the girl-on-girl girl action. Yeah. The girl-on-girl, girl. yes. Uh, Kane, now having lunch on deck with Silk, is handed a box by a deckhand, and inside is a jade Buddha statue, which he calls the richest object in the world. Kane uh, then heads below deck, but before she follows, Silk marks the word safe on her wine glass. A typo here, I put wind glass. <laughs> <laughs> on her I wind glass. That. Yes. Uh, I just want to go back to the thing that Steve said earlier, the cosmic surgery. Last night when we were watching this, he was like, yeah, it's got to be cosmic surgery for everybody to be okay with <laughs> with Kane being a young man now. A young, white, not, taller man. Yeah, a taller man. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, Mika takes the wine glass. She notes the word and rubs it off. Cut to Edie's restaurant, which is now apparently reopened because she's back from... Cowboys? To, yeah, yeah, she went from like Louisiana. her wine restaurant to Vegas. Vegas. Vegas for a little bit. Then the Louisiana. Then and then now she's back in yeah. quote unquote Hawaii. Yeah. Because that is not Hawaii. That is like Havasu. Yeah. Well, uh, they do have the London Bridge. They do. She does sing a song about drinking uh, cocktails on the beach. Yes. Yeah. So. I did try to find that song because it's great. Yeah. We couldn't find it. But small, tiny aside, I have to tell you about this. So when I got the, I got this like master tape of a bunch of uh, home movies that were all recorded onto the same tape. And Steve and I were watching this last winter. And in between two of the clips, like uh, somebody had clearly recorded over another thing by just like making this a master of all of these littler tapes. And in between two of these clips... There was a scene from a Sedaris film in it. We were like, what in the hell? And last night we were watching this. And it is the scene of Edie singing in <laughs> yep. the patio, Yep, which is insane. I like if we had never it's watched just like movies, a couple seconds. Of yeah. It. 
If, they, if we had never watched these movies, we would never have known. Because there's no it like so it's not weird. the beginning to there. It's just those. Because we seconds. saw her, we saw her on the on the on the home video, and we're like, "Is that Edie?" Yeah. <laughs> and she was like dancing. She had that white like white and pants know. and the white bra yeah. on, and she was dancing and singing. But it was only for like a couple seconds, and we're like, "That was Edie." <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would just thought like, "Oh, this was some crap on TV they recorded." Or yeah. No, it was a it was a Sedaris movie apparently. I don't know if my <laughs> grandpa. Uh, recorded it or if my dad recorded it either way Sedaris is in your blood yeah pretty much <laughs> as Edie is seeing cuts are made to Ava portrayed by Ava Cadell driving along in what I believe is Teresa's favorite vehicle a geo tracker Steve said that I could get one of these geo trackers if I put the K sexy logo on the side and I said duh of course well, I thought I the previous stipulation was that you got rid of your car <laughs> well now he said that it's fine he didn't stipulate that <laughs> he just said that I got to put the K sexy logo on it it's got to be yellow, too. I'm getting a yellow geotracker and putting K-Sex on the side. <laughs> They're pretty great. Yeah. Uh, Ava enters as Edie continues to sing, going into the KSXY radio booth. Yes. Apparently, the song was a live radio broadcast as Shane Abilene, tried by again by Michael Shane, is operating the radio booth. <laughs> operating, you know, quote unquote. <laughs> sitting in it. <laughs> sitting in the chair. Yeah, I'm sure... I'm sure Juliet would probably have uh, things to say about the operation of the radio. Booth in these <laughs> uh, the, considering the fact that later Ava has a microphone with no cord, no cord. attached. Oh, trust me, I made note of that. <laughs> like when because it comes and goes. Oh yeah, uh, it's it's wireless. It's a special wireless sure. radio microphone mm. in 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ava starts with a sextrology forecast. No, she, she starts with a copyright warning. Well, I just wanted yeah, to point that, that out. That, that, what true. the hell does she have a copyright warning <laughs> for? It's a radio show. The only thing I can think... So, like, the only thing I, that's even close to Ava's show is the um, Delilah. Do you remember that? That used to be on late night radio? No. It was, a, it was like a... a it, w- it obviously wasn't like a secret spy show, but it was a, it was a show that was on where people... You don't know their, that. That's true. I don't know that. But it, people would call them their relationship trouble, and then Delilah would like both give them some cryptic advice and then play a song about Take your it. Word for it. Yeah. So okay. um, that's kind of like what Ava's emulating is that Delilah show. Okay. So I, I, but I never listened to Delilah and heard a copyright warning at the beginning of it. Like, oh, this is solely the property. So it was just strange like to start it out like that. It's like the stuff here before NFL games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Recording and distribution of this game uh, without the express reference in the NFL is prohibited. I have never listened to the beginning of it. Yeah. It's at the end. I don't remember. The beginning the end. I but think anyway, it's at the beginning, yeah. yeah. Uh, but she does the sextrology forecast after the copyright warning as she begins to strip her clothes off, but not all of them. And it was heavily implied, it didn't say outright, that... Because Ava goes through, like, a costume, cho- like, a different outfit for, like, every scene she's in. It's like, we noticed it's like that. like Padme Amidala levels of, you know, costume changes It's here. really weird. It's like, where do you have all these clothes at? I think they're her clothes. I know, but where are they at in the radio station? I don't know. They're just in there. Yeah. Okay. She's got a closet in there. Yeah. yeah. I like how she says, let me get more comfortable as she just takes off clothes. Yep. Uh, cut to Kane and Silk, who start making out while listening to the radio. As Mika puts something into Kane's champagne. Whoa. And as they do, Silk takes her top off. 
Ooh, distraction. Yep. At nine minutes and... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your boob tracker. At nine minutes and one second into the movie. <laughs> mm, pretty long time. Not too bad, though. Yeah. I think there was longer. Oh, yeah. Like, the longest one was, like, nearly half an hour, if I remember correctly. Uh, but Kane drinks the drug champagne and passes out right before, or maybe, like, early stages of sex. He just, like, slumps over. He's on top, and then he just slumps over. Uh, cut to Ava and her assistant Becky, portrayed by Becky Mullen. Uh, Becky uh, gives Ava something to read on the air. Cut to Cole, portrayed by Buzzy Kerbox. <laughs> Buzzy Kerbox. A, who was a pro surfer, uh, which makes sense given the fact he has uh, the, yeah, the, the windsurfing thing. Yeah. Uh, who listens to the message and, you know, it's probably like, oh, okay, this is a coded message. Uh, Cole takes Parasail out into the ocean as Mika blows up Kane's or blows open Kane's safe silently. She, yeah. With this, s- not too s- silently because it, you know, it's she pretty kills quiet. kills a deck hand. It was in the came came upon her in the process of stealing the jade statue, but she, she didn't uh, dives off the side of the yacht and is picked up by Cole. Uh, Micah and Cole head off as Micah calls Ava to receive instructions on where to go. And in coded language, Ava tells Micah to meet up with Donna and Nicole, <coughs> Donna Spear and Roberta Vasquez, who are just north of Sedona, Arizona. It's They're healing. also frolicking in the river. Yes. <laughs> like two little water nymphs. Yeah. It's quite nice, actually. It is it is a healing place, okay? Healed me. <laughs> <laughs> Healed something. Yeah. And uh, Cole drops... Like off at the airport where we have Steve. What? The Andy cameo. I completely missed that. I, I thought did he too, was until the commentary. Oh, see, what? Yeah, you can't. You can't expect me to yeah, notice something you can't notice. Like you know, they're, they're standing in front of the entrance to the airport. They're having a conversation, and you see three people kind of like enter from the side, but like, you never see their faces, and they kind of walk past them. Uh-huh. Andy's the guy in the pink shorts in the middle. Yeah, I would have never. No, you would never know that. Yeah, like I that. Yeah, I didn't know until the commentary. All right. All so right. he's in there though. He's in there. Before that though, before Micah Mika jumps off the the yacht, there's also a flammable paper message. I love that. I love that they use like the the, <laughs> the trick instant, paper. Yeah, like Mission Impossible stuff. <laughs> it's great. It's fantastic. Cut to Donna and Nicole sunbathing along a river. Ooh, well. Uh. Later on, they're frolicking. Well, right now it's sunbathing. Um, not Donna. What's the other one's name? Nicole. Nicole. She keeps saying like, "I just want to get tan," but she never gets that tan. No, she doesn't. <laughs> it's okay. a new location too. We, yeah. have, I mean, we've been in Lake Havasu before, but the whole like sunbathing in Sedona thing has yeah. never happened before. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut to Washington D.C. And if you can't tell, it's Washington D.C. You know, we see the Jefferson Memorial. And if that doesn't tell you. Then we see uh, the Washington Monument, and if that doesn't inform you, then we see the White House. But if those three things don't include you, <laughs> then we see the Capitol Building, and if those four things don't include you, then we see the Pentagon. And that stuff was B footage. Like one of their assistants went home to D.C. to visit his family, and he just took like 800 feet of film with him, and just like I'll just shoot some B footage. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm surprised that they were allowed to film the Pentagon. <laughs> I mean, this is the early 90s. Yeah. It's true. It's right. They like, didn't get, they get permits. It was probably like you were just acting like a tourist. Cold War just ended. We don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of government stiffs discussing a 
nuclear security issue. Arguably more convincing military personnel this go around. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah, so, for sure. And a lot of those guys were like just like behind the scenes people. Like the guy at the ponytail was their lighting guy. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. The general, like, he looked like a discount Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, the senator, the senator that comes in is Jim Lampley from HBO Boxing, wearing a fake mustache. <laughs> That's funny. We thought it was, um, or no, not the mustache guy. The guard that opens the door looks exactly like the son of Sam. <laughs> Dead serious. Yeah, no, no. yeah. We, it was, we were it both was like, eerie. yeah. We're like. The son of Sam work on this? <laughs> that was way after. Uh, the Admiral guy was Arlene's assistant. Uh, and Lucas is there, played by Tony Peck, which previous two movies he was betrayed by William Bumiller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Tony Peck is the son of Gregory Peck. Oh! The first less the omen famous. The Kill a Mockingbird. Much less famous. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, Tony and, and Andy, I didn't know that until Andy said in the commentary. I was like, what? Who's much less famous? Tony Peck is the much less famous son of Gregory Peck. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say uh, yeah. Roger Moore's kid's pretty not famous, too. I mean, I, didn't well, I, mean, know. I mean, but either way, it's <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is weird. It's like you have these yeah. sons of like great actors who are just randomly in this movie. Together. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird. Yeah. But uh, it's, they're all there. They're discussing a piece of stolen uh, technology, a Klystron relay. Which apparently is the trigger to a <clears throat> nuclear weapon. And I had to look up, because when I was typing this out, I typed out Klystron, and it didn't come back as misspelled. And I'm like, so that means it's an actual thing. Mm-hmm. And I had to look into it. A Klystron is an actual thing. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't find anything to where it was, where, where it's vital to the operation of a nuclear weapon. It's it, just it, a switch. It, uh, yeah. It's literally only a switch. For like so. radio and uh, radio. Oh, just a fancy so, way of saying switch. So yeah. it's a it's a radio switch. So a Klystron yeah. relay is the relay switch on that you can add to a nuclear weapon. It's not special, though, necessarily. No. It's just a switch. Yeah. Huh. It's just a way to trigger well, something from far away. Well, it's the switch, though. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, Kane has the relay with the intent to sell to the highest bidder. And it was kind of implied, and this would fit, again, with Sedaris films kind of, you know, taking, you know, stuff from the headlines, implied to be a rock. What? Because at the time, in the early 90s, the big fear was Saddam building a nuclear weapon. Oh, I thought, oh my god, I thought you said he applied to be a rock. I was like, no, what? No, no. That's what I <laughs> implied, implied, implied. Yeah, I, like, I got gotcha. you. Okay, okay. Wow, I was really confused there for a second. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying, though, so, yeah. Uh, Edie then informs Lucas that Micah is headed to Arizona with something very important. Mika. Mika. Cut to Kane, who wakes and discovers the missing statue. Oh. Yep. He meets with Cole, who's apparently a double agent. Oh. But a terrible one. Terrible. And he berates him for letting Mika and the statue go. I mean, if you look at him. If you look at that dude's face, you're like, he's a terrible double agent. Yeah. Look at that face. Yeah. <laughs> you mean Buzzy? The guy named Buzzy <laughs> is a double box. Yeah, he's a bad double agent? Yeah. No. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't believe it. But Cole managed to save his life because he knows where Mika's headed. Kane says the, that he has an agent in Arizona. He's more cut, reliable. Cut to Raven, <clears throat> betrayed by yes, Al. Yes, yes. He, he, he says, before that, he says, he's reliable. He's Asian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think implying because Silk's Asian, she, so he's like, get it? 
because you're Asian, he's Asian. Yeah. Or like you're both are reliable. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was. You're the... reliable with the blowjobs. He's reliable <laughs> with the helicopter or the gyrocopter. We the don't gyrocopter. know that she gave him a beach. Could have been an HJ. We don't know what's going on when they're on screen. So. Yeah, could be a TF. <sighs> anyway. Gy- gyrocopter, anyway. <laughs> Raven, the pilot of a really cool-looking gyrocopter. And a, little, I, I, a little bit about the gyrocopter itself. Uh, it was designed and built by Richard Bentley, who must have died like right after this movie was filmed yeah. because it's dedicated to his memory at the end of the credits. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't find any concrete information about it, about him you know, specifically. But something that Andy and Arlene mentioned during the commentary, I'm like, I have to look into this. They mentioned on their website that they that they had, like, well, you know, we have the plan so you can build your own on the website. Oh, wow. And I'm like... That's a mistake. Excuse me? You can build your own Raven? Well, I looked on the website. It's not on there. Oh. Uh. However, a Google search, I'm like, uh, Richard Bentley Gyro. I was Googling just different combinations of things. I don't know if it's this specific gyrocopter or if it is the plans to build it. But you can acquire it for $74,000. The The gyrocopter? I think so. From the movie? <laughs> I think so. So, I'm thinking, listeners, that this is going to be our first... Uh, GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, please, please give us money so we can acquire this gyrocopter for $74,000 and I can fly it around. <laughs> you can't just fly one around. I Watch you... me. Oh, okay. I will get in it and I will fly it and I'll fire some missiles. <laughs> You'll fire some missiles. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the gyrocopter crashed several years ago and killed the pilot. Okay. Was... That must have been the plans then. It was called the... I don't know if this guy misspelled it. It was either the mongoose. Okay, sorry. It was the mongoose. Somebody wrote mangoose. <laughs> it was like mangoose. Uh, mangoose. So this is on uh, rotaryforum.com. So okay. take it with a grain of salt. This gyro crashed several years ago, killing the pilot. I believe an engine mount fractured and the engine swung around, sending the prop into the cabin. If memory serves, there are still pieces of the wreckage at the Mentone Airport tucked away at the museum. It crashed at the El Mirage. So these were 2007. Okay. Well, it must have been a different pilot then because... Because like I said, like he, like the film is dedicated to his memory at the end of the film. So he must have died like right after filming. 1991. So it so, was... So, yeah. So it like, was. Okay, yeah. wow. So it's actually on file with the National Transportation Safety Board. That's where Because they crashed. Looked. Yeah. Um, in... It was in... El, at the El Mirage in Boulder City, Nevada. There, like I just read through the investigation. Um, Maybe someone got the plans and built another one, and that's what's on sale for $74,000. Possible. Yeah. Yeah, the, this guy is just looking for plans. Okay. Um, and they said that there's no plans available, because I guess there is <laughs> some speculation that it was um, uh, not... Did not have a airworthiness c- certificate, ah. so. That, yeah, it was. Yeah, well, maybe that was the weird noise it was making the whole movie. <laughs> mm. Yeah, maybe that, that wasn't intentional. <laughs> so it was making that weird yeah. noise. Yeah, but it it, it it reminded me of, and I, you guys haven't seen this yet, but you will, mm. eh, relatively soon. 
in You Only Live Twice, there's a gyrocopter that Bond uses called Little Nelly. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of similar to this thing. It's like it's just like a prop at the top, although it has an open cockpit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has like all these weapons and gadgets on it. It's really cool. It's honestly one of the best Bond vehicles in any Bond movie. And it's probably the best part of that movie, to be honest. But um, it just, this reminded me of like an evil version of that. <laughs> evil. So again, another another Bond kind of reference. Influence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, Mika arrives in Phoenix and heads for Sedona because this happens again like later in this movie a few times and maybe I haven't noticed in previous movies so many of these movies take place at airports <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and given the fact like we just spent a lot of our lives at airports recently <laughs> I was like this is too soon to be reminded of an airport <laughs> like, oh, I'm, I'm tired I'm tired just watching stuff at the airport yeah but, uh, yeah, a few cuts uh, to Don and Nicole frolicking in the water. No frolicking. They frolic so well. Uh, Raven taking off and cruising along in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Mika approaching Donna and Nicole's campsite. And just as she's about to uh, get to them, Raven arrives <gasps> and guns her down. Yep. Shoots her a whole bunch of times. Yeah, mm-hmm. which again, I think it's only like the second time one of the heroes is killed in these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and such a short-lived uh, hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as she dies, Mika manages to put the jade statue into Donna's fanny pack, which is on the ground. God mm-hmm. bless the fanny pack. Holds her, yep. That's where she keeps her cigarettes. Yep. <laughs> and, her I, and her ID, as we find out later on. We used to play What's in the Fanny Pack with this substitute that used to sub at my school. That sounds a little shady. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, kids, what's in my fanny pack? No, it wasn't like she played it. It was like we would ask her for a Band-Aid. So the thing was, you asked this lady. Her name was Miss Buckley, and she was quite old and kind of not all together there. Very a lot kind. of substitutes are. But she was, like, not altogether there. <laughs> Sometimes she would do Tai Chi in class. Show us Mouth of the Shark, which is, like, a Tai Chi move. But you would ask her for a Band-Aid. And that was, like, the thing is, like, ask her for a Band-Aid so that she takes everything out of her fanny pack so you can see what's in the fanny pack. Because nah. um, there was a rumor that she carried a gun in there. <laughs> which, if you ever saw this lady, you'd be like, yeah. Either she definitely is not carrying a gun, or she is definitely carrying a gun. <laughs> There's no in between there. Well, one time she came to school wearing like Miami Valley Hospital scrub pants, <laughs> like like weird. she had been there. <laughs> it's so it maybe a bit she weird. doubled as a night nurse or something. <laughs> she definitely did not double as a night nurse. She's very kind. She's very kind, but she uh, she had some shit in her fanny pack. That's for sure. Uh, probably some like Werthers or some Smarties. She definitely had mints in there. Um, I don't know if she had band aids, but it it's just kind of a any, testament to how cruel high school kids are. Any just Jade Buddhas stupid. in there? Or? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no uh, not that I remember. Uh, but anyway, Raven fires two missiles and destroys Donna and Nicole's campsite. Donna and Nicole escape as Raven lands to search Mika for the Jade statue, but he realizes Donna and Nicole must have it. Ah. And he chases after them. In their dune buggy. And him in his gyrocopter. Yeah. Like wacky races. <laughs> There's Looney Tune references in this, yeah. in this well, m- yeah, movie. Well, yeah, much later on. Uh, <laughs> cut to 
two cops who stumble into the chase, and the driver is Drew Sedaris. The cops get stuck and take cover behind a Welcome to Sedona sign, which Raven promptly blows up. Mm-hmm. Explode. Yeah. Um, a couple of like more cops show up uh, as Raven flees with uh, his reinforcements are coming in. And you see a scene where like two cops get out of the car and kind of look at the remains. And you see them only from the waist up. Mm-hmm. It's because they're not wearing pants. What? Because, according to Arlene, the uh, prop guy, or the property master or whatever, apparently for whatever reason the pants weren't shipped with the shirts. <laughs> and they didn't get them till the afternoon, so they just shot that little bit in the morning, and those two dudes are pantsless. <laughs> they did, They couldn't just wear regular pants? Since they were shooting them from the waist up anyways? Well, they shot them from the waist up because they're not wearing pants. Well, that's what she's asking. Why didn't they just wear their normal pants? They, I don't know, they wouldn't match the uniform, I guess. I mean, they're, they're, they're not they're, you're they're shooting they're from waist uniforms. up anyway. Yeah. They're, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just playing I'm just, to the information I understand. That I was told. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Like, that doesn't mean you don't have to wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> they, it's like, they hey, were just like sh- hey, we're shooting you from the waist up today. And they're like, okay, well, we'll just not wear pants then. <laughs> cool, okay, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's yeah. a good excuse. Need, need the ventilation. Uh, need the ventilation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, that those missiles exploded. Those deputies. There's not oh, even yeah. a they, little they bit disintegrated of them. them. Yeah. They're yeah. disintegrated. They, they are atomized. There was yeah. one little flaming hat, and that was it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the guy that uh, Raven radios into, uh, they got the, like a black headband. That is Richard Bentley. That's the guy who built the gyrocopter and flew, <laughs> and flew it in all of these scenes. Okay, oh, yeah, I can see that. And also died. Yes. Uh-oh. Later on, unrelated to the filming of this movie. Yeah. I feel like we should probably say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Donna Cole, get to the airport and book a flight <laughs> Honolulu. Nuh-uh. Not another airport. <laughs> Not another flight and uh, another scene of a flight. And apparently... And a plane. Uh, Andy managed to get that part of the airport because like, it was being worked on so nobody was there. Mm-hmm. So he just used it for his purposes. <laughs> of course, yeah, hey. yeah. Of course, not asking for any permission. He was <laughs> well, just well, like... well he, he, got, he got permission, but was able to just like use this area of the airport. He was like, hey, jump behind that counter. Yeah. Let's film this pretty real much, quick. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Lucas is in form of events and in turn tells Edie. Uh, and Kane decides he wants Raven and his magnificent aircraft in, in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. He specifically says, "Oh, magnificent aircraft." <laughs> uh, cut to Shane and Becky, who are still at the K sexy radio station, and Shane is trying to impress her with his big gun, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he can't shoot straight. Mm-hmm. Not does. Ava, though. It's the other chick, right? That's why I said, I said Becky. Becky. Oh, Becky. Yeah, sorry, yeah the blonde. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Becky then pursu- proceeds to shoot the three cans off a ledge. And that was actually Andy just shooting them with a BB gun. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good shot. <laughs> she uh, she could barely get her arms together. So and she was also just like, like <laughs> yeah, closing flinching very much mm. like whenever like right before it would go off. It's like, well, yeah, and like she said, her her, her boobs are so big she yeah. like could barely hold the gun out yeah. in front of her. <laughs> Shane uh, Shane just loves yeah. those big boobs. Yep. Uh, hey, yeah, can't handle it. No. Literally, just can't. <laughs> uh, cut to Bruce okay, Bruce Ben Hall yes. is always listening to K-Sexy uh, before he heads off on his motorbike and that is actually Ava Cadell's garage Ava what? Ava Cadell's garage oh <laughs> that's funny yeah. it, it just looks like a regular garage <laughs> and, that, and that 
a poster for the film Jungle Heat behind them. That's yeah. her on there. Oh, that's funny. Uh, the film starring Sam J. Jones of Flash Gordon fame. Uh-huh. <laughs> and no one else I ever heard of is in it. I'm like, that seems like a movie I should probably I, watch I, at some point. I was uh, disappointed that Bruce didn't have his patented leather vest on. Yeah, kinda... he doesn't wear any leather in this movie. No, yeah, he doesn't. That, that's, well... A little disappointed. And and he and Nicole never have sex on a motorcycle. Or near one. Mm. No, but they do have sex later on. In, in the ocean, which... I'll tell you what, that's number that's one not, way you're going to yeah. get a, a yeast infection. Yeah, that, uh, that's, or uh, a penis parasite yeah. right <laughs> up inside of your yep. urethra. That's ha- right that up, happens. Right up inside of your pee hole. That is your urethra. I know. <laughs> I'm putting it in layman's terms for listeners. <laughs> urethra is layman's terms. <laughs> No, that's Cl- that Cody is didn't scientific know what it was term. until right now. That's no, why he I said the pee hole. I'm just that's why he said the pee hole. He was the, like the pee hole. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I will I, say pee hole. I'm the pee hole. <laughs> no, I know what a you urethra. <laughs> yeah. I know what a raw urethra is. Okay, it's the pee hole. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate the both of you. Anyway. I know what a urethra is. <laughs> He's like Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pussy and you Google eyes. <laughs> I know what it you Google is. <laughs> School for ants. Anyway. Oh uh, uh, boy. Uh, Donna Coley. Uh, right in Hawaii, get into the Molokai cargo plane and take off. Again? Yes, in a plane? Again, they go from... It's, it, well, well, it's a, it's a layover. <laughs> it's a layover into a plane they pilot. <laughs> Uh, Bruce and Shane then arrive at the Molokai cargo hangar, and Cole is already there, and Shane has the cow print briefcase. Yes, he does. Uh, Bruce and Shane, as they, uh, in a well-timed moment, get off their motorcycles. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> but they're also, like, suspiciously yeah, looking at Buzzy Kerbox. Yeah, they're just, they're like, like, looking mm. at him. Like, they're like, what are you doing here? And he was like, I got a good reason to be here, okay? <laughs> I'm just waxing my surfboard. And they're like... <laughs> Squint, <laughs> get off motorcycle simultaneously. I don't know what do you say, what do you say like what are you doing here? All I could hear was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That's pretty much who he is. So yeah. it kind of works out. He's he's a he's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> um. Put the microphone closer to your head. Uh, I think Donna I pushed it in. Donna and Nicole then arrive at Molokai Cargo, and while securing the plane, Donna. He's kidnapped. Ah. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Nicole kills one of the kidnappers. A big, huge, muscly guy. Ah, yeah. Uh, but the others escape. And each side of that gunfight was shot in a different place. <laughs> like, the big, muscly guy was in California. And the rest of them were in Hawaii. Well, you could never tell. Yeah. It's Movie fine. magic. Yep. Movie magic. Yep. And Shane uh, manages to shoot off the mirror... Mm-hmm. The, the passenger side mirror of the Molokai cargo van, which we've never seen before, I don't think. So, no, yeah, the van. Well, they need the van this time. Yeah. Because they don't have the Jeep anymore. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. there was a yeah, Jeep. Yeah, they, yeah, Buzzy Kerbox. Is... Jeeps? Well, yeah, Buzzy drove one earlier. It, I yeah. think that's the Molokai one because it's red. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, while airborne, the kidnappers plan to drop her into the ocean, uh, per Kane's orders via radio. After some repartee back and forth between Kane and Donna. 
she manages to throw one of the kidnappers from the plane. Uh, Put, it's yeah. clearly fake. Yeah. Oh my god, it's such a dummy. Yeah. It's so good. Puts on a parachute and kills the other via grenade as she parachutes from the plane. And that is you not Donna got... Spear actually jumping from the plane. Yeah. You ain't got the stones. I figured that was going to be a question. So that, That's what the guy says. You ain't got the stones. <laughs> yep. And then plane explodes and we see, we cut, cut to Kane just going, fuck. It's, <laughs> it's perfect. Like, yeah, that's a great reaction. Uh, Donna lands, but she's knocked unconscious by a rock she hits as she lands. <laughs> but Kane knows her approximate location and puts plans in motion before retiring to bed. He's got to rest. He needs his beauty sleep. Yeah, yeah. he does. Hey, running a criminal empire. Takes a, lot, takes a lot out of you. Yeah, that's for sure. And changing from an Asian man to a white British man, yeah. is, that's a lot, too. That takes a lot out of you. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 metamorph- like, the metamorphosis was... <laughs> t- too much. It's a, yeah. <laughs> a lot of sweating. Yeah, it's like right after the last movie, we like Kane just enters a cocoon or something. And just, <laughs> <laughs> he just hatched a few weeks ago. <laughs> just hatched. Oh, God. Uh, but Silk again is working for the good guys she okay. communicates the same to ava so they all kind of know about where donna is just have to go get her but donna is found the next morning by eye patch wearing smuggler pico mm. portrayed by the old stalwart rodrigo obregon i like his big scar too he's got yeah, like face. yeah yeah he like, looks like a badass yeah yeah he's a smuggler associate of canes and i have some men there with him uh, but Kane dispatches Cole to verify Donna's capture. And all the heroes meet at Molokai Carter to discuss the rescue plan. You know, what are they going to do? But then we cut to Lucas and Edie who have sex. <laughs> I feel like Edie always gets with the most underwhelming dudes. I she do. really yeah. does. One of the most consistently beautiful women in all of these movies. Yep. Super talented. Yep. She gets with like the most lame dudes. <laughs> They're like well, just well, dudes, well, like yeah. normal like, dudes. This movie and the previous dude, it's the same dude. Yeah, I know, but I, I will say like her and Lucas and Bruce and Nicole, they're consistent with each other. Yeah, they, they mm-hmm. stick with each other. They don't just you know whoever. But mm. Lucas is awful. <laughs> At least Bruce is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Lucas is a desk jockey. Yeah. yeah, she even calls him that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why I'm saying, like... Maybe that's what she's attracted to. That's a shame. That's a damn shame. <laughs> In which case, call me up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> call, call me up. Edie, if you're listening. Uh, uh, Cody wants a date. Uh, Bruce and Nicole, they take off to rescue Donna as Edie and Lucas then discuss Cole and Mika. Uh, cut to Donna being interrogated by Pico. Pico de Gallo, uh, who realizes <laughs> that should have been his name. That should have been his name in the movie. Uh, there haven't been Gallo. any pun names. There will be here in a moment. Uh, who realizes that Donna is suffering from amnesia. Oh! At which point Cole arrives. And for some reason, Donna grabs Cole's gun, takes it apart, and puts it back together. To show that she remembers that. Yeah. She it's knows like a, She remembers kill. the reflex action. Yeah. The, details. the muscle memory. Yeah. Uh, but when she tries to escape, Pico knocks her out. Just punches her. Like, straight up, like, Captain Kirk just punches her right in the face. <laughs> Whoops. Yep. Cut to Wiley, betrayed by Choo Choo Malave, and Coyote, betrayed by Richard Cancino, two mercenaries, 
discussing working for Kane next to their Acme brand hovercraft. <laughs> and their Acme brand gun. gun. <laughs> yes, it says Acme right inside. It's like, somehow I don't think Warner Brothers had wep- like straight up guns in mind. <laughs> Maybe dynamite. Yeah. Not yeah. guns. <laughs> I, I don't think machine guns. Yeah. No, yeah, it's... Maybe like a one of those giant guns that shoots the flag, like a blunt, like a blunderbuss. Yeah, well, the, you know, like, or, or, yeah, it's like, like has the flag comes yeah. out of it. Yeah, it's like a bang. Joker gun. Yeah, uh, they meet Kane at his home, which is the Sedaris home, and you can, and they even mentioned like on the mantelpiece was a little special clock that uh, was given to Andy for his work on the 1972 Summer Olympics in <laughs> Munich. They gave him a clock. Yeah. And we also won a we uh, won an Emmy Award for that well, as well. Well, Germany so. they love they love clocks. Oh. Yeah. It's an yeah. interesting award. That's a it's a major award. <laughs> major award. Um <laughs> and also the scene earlier where Lucas and Edie have sex, that's the Sedaris bedroom. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yep. Um, I did want to point out that earlier when they're kind of all chatting, Becky is topless and she goes to get them cups of coffee. The coffee pot doesn't have the top in it. It that like the part where you put the the filter and the coffee grounds. It the doesn't coffee, have that on it. The coffee pot's there on the filter. The mics don't have wires. It's just, it's, just it, it, it's a it's a what's going on operation over there. Yeah. K-Sexy is operated by magic. That's, that, uh, that, yeah. the that's coffee the was just five days old. That's all. Oh god, <laughs> it was just stri- no. They just put the grounds in the water and just let it steep for five days, and they were like, "Just drink it. <laughs> just, It'll be fine." Put the ground in and just stir it up. With well, a spoon. it was Becky making the coffee, so yeah. Lord knows how. <laughs> only how she she was like, "Is this how you make it?" It's a little sludgy, but I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can shoot a gun. <laughs> But uh, Kane hires Wiley and Coyote to kill Lucas and Edie. Because, like you do, you hire somebody named Wiley and the other called Coyote. Well, and then they, they were code, code names. names. I know. And then they say, these are code names, not our real names. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like, okay. These sure. guys, too, have been in multiple of the movies. And yeah. they are basically like the, the Abbott and Costello. Yeah, of... like the first movie they were in, they were the cross-dressing assassins, and mm-hmm. they got killed. But yeah. I think there's a third one. Did they die? They died. Okay. Yeah. Remember, um, I know one of them got shot in the bathroom. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I, don't yeah. Remember. I know the other one got. Killed. They survived. But the last one. We'll just say they survived. The last one was when like they were one of the teams of mercenaries, mm-hmm. and, and they Kane didn't die. Yeah, yeah, they're the ones who don't die. Yeah, yeah. And then this, yeah. Um, and after they leave, uh, Kane's assistant asks them what he thinks, and he says, "Well, they're a couple sandwiches short of a picnic." Mm-hmm. So they've only been in. This is their third one. Yeah, they were in Guns, Do or Die, and then Hard Hunted. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, cut to Lucas explaining to Edie how they're able to track Kane, which is, this is where we get the oh, redone yeah. scene from Do or Die, <laughs> which, again, previously had Pat Morita as Kane, but now they just refilm it with R.J. Moore as Kane, so it's just like, <laughs> nope, this is how it's always been. <laughs> Don't look over here. Nope. Don't, there's nothing nope, to see. Nope. They definitely Please spliced. disperse. Nothing to see here. They definitely spliced some of that together. They did, yeah. Oh, yeah. Part of it, like, the part where she's actually putting the... Oh, yeah. Thingy, that's directly like, like, that, from... That's, yeah. Yeah, and then the other stuff where she gives him the necklace is like, that's new footage. Um, And then Edie and Lucas, they're being observed by Wiley and Coyote on their Acme hovercraft with their Acme gun. <laughs> and they start shooting at Edie and Lucas while their hovercraft just goes around in circles, which... Very safe. Yeah. Uh, Lucas attaches an explosive from Edie's high heel. Mm-hmm. 
which, again, like a bond troop, like shoe weapon stuff, mm-hmm. uh, to a fishing rod and casts it at the mercenaries. Their hovercraft explodes, but the idiots survive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but... and especially, and I can't remember which one's Wiley, which one's Coyote. I think, Coy- I think it's Coyote with the, with the white jacket. Basically, he sees it, and he, like, then he just, like, looks at the camera, like, kind of, like, wide-eyed, like, like Wiley Coyote would do. Uh-huh. And then just, like, and it yeah. explodes. Yeah, and he goes oh, flying no. through the air. <laughs> the air you can yeah. hear him going, oh! <laughs> and he is the water. Before that, though, he's like, shoe bomb! Or, or he's, he says, like, some like, weird combination yeah. of stuff to try and get the guy to, to notice. He's yeah. like, shoe! Women's shoe! Explosive! <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, but... And this is where Edie says the uh, name of the episode. She says to Lucas... You sure know how to bait a hook. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Because mm-hmm. Lucas <laughs> fish flings that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So good. Cast it in there at him. Uh, Bruce and Nicole then arrive at the island and begin looking for Donna. Cole attempts to take the Jade statue and sneak out, but Pico stops him because while Pico, you know, he's an affiliate of Kane, he, w- he wants to get paid for having this. He doesn't mm-hmm. want his underling to just take it to him. Bruce sneaks up and kills a guard, but the guard gun goes off, alerting Pico and the others to trouble. And in the confusion, Cole manages to knock out uh, another guard and escapes with Donna. And the same guard gets up and just like kind of shambles out of the shack, just <laughs> like, hi, I'm dazed, but then he starts shooting at them, and then Nicole comes up and blows him away. Mm-hmm. And Bruce, he gets into a shootout with Skip, by Skip Ward, who is Pico's lieutenant, and kills him when Skip flees into a hut that just so happened to have a can of gasoline in it. <laughs> and he shoots the can of gasoline and it explodes. Where do you We're not 100% sure. We're not 100% sure if that gun is just like a rocket gun, though, too. Or like a little like a grenade, grenade launcher, launcher or something, something because well, it yeah. blows up the helicopter as well. Yeah, well. The gasoline added to the explosion. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's yeah, a big yeah. enough explosion. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, it's a grass hut. It's got to be exploded, so. <laughs> yeah. And, and a, bot, like, a body with an explosion, that body's getting disintegrated. <laughs> yeah. No body. Nope. No leftovers. It's clean. Uh, where was I? Uh, Cole and Donna head off on a jet ski before Nicole can catch up to them. And Bruce gets into a brawl with Pico joined by Nicole. Apparently, Rodrigo Obregon choreographed that whole fight. That was pretty realistic. I, yeah, that was a good fight. I yeah. like that yeah. fight. Yeah. It, it, it was creative. You know, lots of... You know, Back and forth. Like grappling and struggling. Yeah, I'm like, eh, it's, not, it's not a bad fight. Uh, and but Pico manages to hold Bruce at knife point. But then Nicole just shoots him in the back. <laughs> Bruce is like, I could have been killed. And she's like, it's worth the risk. <laughs> it's like, dang. Like, that's, that's cold bloody. We've been sleeping together. What the hell? I know. Maybe like, she was looking girl. to get rid of him. Maybe yeah. she was t- done with him. Yeah, oh, I mean, they, they have been together the longest out of any couple. So yeah. it's about time for him to die at this point. Um, quick, quick aside. I don't know if you knew this about Richard Cancino. Richard Cancino is a pretty prolific anime voice actor. Yeah. I, I Mobile Suit that. Gundam, the first three movies, and Stardust Memory, uh, Lupin the Third, Fist of the North Star, um, Sailor Moon. He did a bunch of voices, like random voices in Sailor Moon. Nothing like that stuck. Yeah. He's done a ton of voiceover work, which I thought was kind of cool. Hmm. 
Um, so Richard Cancino apparently found his foot in uh, footing in video games and anime, hmm. uh, not action movies. No. <laughs> clearly, no. um, he did a voice in World of Warcraft. Who is he in this movie? Uh, he's one of the goons. He's either Wily oh. or Coyote. Oh, okay. He's, yeah, I think he's da, 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 he's Coyote. Okay. So. Anyways, I I just went off on a, a tangent there, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. That dude is a yeah. pretty prolific voice actor. Uh, so we cut to Raven arriving mm-hmm. on Kane's yacht, and Kane gives Raven his orders. No, uh, Ra- okay. Cut to Raven arriving uh, where Kane is. Uh, eating lunch or something in a restaurant. <laughs> Apparently, there was just a restaurant in Malibu that they managed to get for filming. Nice. Uh, and Kane gives Raven his orders. Uh, we cut to Lucas and Edie starting to fuck again. Ooh. But then Kane's tracker goes off because remember they track him. Mm-hmm. It means he's moving, so they're just like, "Well, can't have sex. We gotta go, we gotta track this guy." Lucas is all business. Yep. Edie's like, "Dang it!" Well, well, then when they first had sex, man, she she says. Even James Bond made time for sex. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Bond. <laughs> this, is, this is like the most Bondiest movie we've done so far, these movies. The Bondiest. The Bondiest. The bondiest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catching Nicole and Bruce are already on the island that Kane's going to, so they don't really need to move. So they decide to have sex. <laughs> like you do. On the beach, in the water. Ugh. Yeah. That's where you get a yep. parasite in your urethra. <laughs> in your pee hole. <laughs> Cut to Raven and his gyrocopter who comes across the carnage at Pico's base. And we cut to Cole and Donna. And Cole. Yeah, it's a little rapey. Kind of cringy, yeah. <laughs> uses, but he's a bad guy. Uses Donna's amnesia to his sexual advantage. Yeah. No, you rape, sir. That's awful. Yeah. That's a terrible thing. Yeah, and I'm but like. But that, I mean, it just firmly establishes him as a bad guy. Yeah. 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 I'm like. He's a bad guy. Uh, this is... If we had any doubts before, we don't have any yeah, now. I did not include this in the sex count. And she she gets her come up. It's later. Yeah, so. we'll, which we'll discuss. Uh, cut to the next morning where when Donna finds her ID card in her uh, in her in her fanny pack and hears Ava's broadcast because they've been trying to reach her by watering down the antenna. You should ask Juliet if that's a, if that actually works. <laughs> hey Juliet, can you use a a, a flower like a a garden hose to water down? Here? <laughs> Not that they would ever need to do that because they have a giant radio yeah. tower. I don't know if that works, but it was pretty hilarious. Yeah. And she finally remembers who she is. Well, she the says, ID says so. Well, no, she, and, I, and it, Ava says Blondie. Blondie, that's me. yeah. She, well, I think it's, that's it's what she realizes. Too, Together. Yeah, yeah. She's like, Blondie, that's me. Yeah, uh, you're blonde. Donna and Nicole then fight with Donna stabbing Nicole with his machete, and she says, We were never lovers, and I faked that orgasm. <laughs> yeah, I think you said Nicole. You did say Nicole twice. Yeah. You said Nicole and Donna. Yeah. And then you said Donna stabs oh. Nicole. <laughs> Cole, not Nicole. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The name's too similar. Stab, stab. Yeah. She doesn't uh, stab her partner, no. thankfully. Donna shoots off a flare. Uh, Bruce and Nicole find her, but so does Raven. And Bruce is shot in the leg and drops his gun as he's carried away by Donna and Nicole. Oh, no, that's his motorcycle riding leg. Yeah, I know. 
Uh, Raven lands and holds them at gunpoint. He makes them surrender their weapons and then destroys the weapons with a missile. Which I, feel, I thought was pretty clever. Yeah. I feel like he wouldn't have got shot if he was wearing his leather vest. I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe. would have deflected off the leather vest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though his leather vest doesn't extend down to his leg. <laughs> it would to protect him. <laughs> it would just reach, the leather would just reach out <laughs> and then shrink back. Yep. Donna gives Raven the jade statue, who breaks it open to get the Klystron relay. They act like it's like this big reveal, but they've been talking about the whole movie. Yeah, he's like, he, she's like, what? What do you need this? What's that little statue so important for? And he's like, breaks it on his gun. He's like, this, and we're yeah. like, it's a reveal. It's yeah. like, n- we all and then knew. Nicole, Nicole's the one that tells Donna, like, oh yeah, that's the trigger for a nuclear weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's Ra- like, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> what was she and, gonna do? And it was important either way. So like, yeah. Raven takes off as Kane orders him via radio to kill them, which I feel like he should have anyway. Should have done that while you're on the ground, because right. he even said like, "I've set the missiles to automatic. They'll shoot you if you yeah." You know, they were, or what? He had the little joystick controller yeah. or whatever. And he shoots in front of him. Yeah, yeah. That well, that's what destroys the weapons. It's like yeah, he could have just told him that on the ground. He could have shot the missile at them. And uh, I was thinking the same thing when um um Roberto Oberon. Okay. Has he he like gets the drop on Bruce? He's got like the gun on him, and I was like, just shoot, just shoot him, just shoot him. Why are you not shooting him? <laughs> but of course, he doesn't. He has to get into a, like a of, brawl with him. It's like okay. Scott Evil from all the uh, awesome power. <laughs> like I have a gun in my room. We can just shoot him. You're not even gonna watch. Uh, uh, but uh, but uh, Donna retrieves Bruce's gun or slash grenade launcher from the beach, and use it to blow up Raven, his chopper, and the relay. And Kane is foiled. He's forced to retreat as Lucas, Edie, and the Coast Guard arrive. Boom. It's hilarious, though. They, like, <laughs> they let him go, and uh, it, but they didn't have to. Like, he has a huge yacht. Yeah, I feel like those yeah. Coast Guard boats would have been able to catch up to him. Oh, yeah, no easily. problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you forgot, too, that Kane goes, next time, Donna. And then Donna on the beach goes, next time, it's Kane. Like, did you read his lips? Because you didn't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was just, you know, they were saying at the same time. Uh, but then Bruce, Donna, and Nicole crack open coconuts on the beach as they vow to get Kane next time. Roll credits. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there was no, like, um, the uh, the normal like where they all stand around and tell you what happened oh, in the yeah. movie yeah, like yeah, the because I think it was one that was really straightforward so like yeah. it was really easy to follow you yeah you didn't need the plot explained any further because <laughs> it was yeah. pretty evident yeah or maybe he was just like well they didn't get Kane Ooh, so we don't need to explain that's true. We'll, we'll, we'll explain at the end of the next movie yeah so and then we get rolled out by Edie. Singing the theme song yes. again. Yes. Another day in paradise. Yeah. She talks about one of the lyrics is that she's never met a zombie she didn't like. And that's a reference to a very delicious tiki drink that very I love myself. Very strong tiki drink. Very, she, very she strong She talks about tea, like waking up at the crack of noon and going and drinking as soon as she gets up. And Laying on the beach. And yeah. Jimmy Buffett style, really. Yeah. It's, it's like a Jimmy Buffett. It really is like a Jimmy Buffett song. I wonder if Annie and Jimmy Buffett were friends. They probably were. I mean, yeah. I like Andy knew everybody. A little bit. Yeah. Ah, so that was Hard Hunted. Hard uh, Hunted. So the can... second, the second Sedaris movie with hard in the title. Mm-hmm. As a first name, first type, mm. first word in the title. <laughs> first name, first type, first. 
I think Tracy got a little tired. So now we got to get to our Sedaris metrics. I have the honor of Tit Tracker Pi. I don't know. <laughs> Did you say Tit Tracker Pi? Yeah, three, Tit Tracker 3.14. <laughs> 1.59.35.87.867.5.6.7.8.9.10.11.12.13.14.15.16.17.18.19.20.21.22.23.24.25.26.27.28.29.30.31.32.33.34.35.36.37.38.39.40.41.42.43.44.45.46.47.48.49.
I sent is that, it to is him. that real? No. No. Oh, okay. But I sent it to him, and I was I was like, I just wanted to you know, raise your blood pressure. Margie Margie Robbo or whatever her name is. <laughs> <laughs> as sarah connor margie rabo is that <laughs> you think that's her name what's her what's margo her robbie that's it <laughs> margie rabo did you really think that was her name <laughs> i don't know her name i don't care enough about her to oh my know god her name. she played barbie okay anyway we're way, we're way off now you're interrupting the sex count <laughs> margie rabo <laughs> over there <laughs> and uh, as we decided uh <coughs> Cole's rape of Donna does not count, so the sex count is two. Wow, big oh, two. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's which, not very uh, Tied for the least, I think. Yeah, that's tied for the least. Wow. With hard ticket to Hawaii, Pass Trigger, and Savage Beach. So it's a four-way tie? And guns. <laughs> Five-way tie. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. I don't know if that's a tie at that point. Uh, maybe tie, they're, they're tied for last. Maybe they were like, okay, the special magic formula is two times of sex. Two instances of sex yeah. in a movie. So we're not gonna count the, you don't you're not counting the uh, the rape. No 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 the the girl on girl action at the beginning. I didn't because it's like it's, it's not, not un- like full set. It's just like uh, some okay. like light making like some like light hair touching and just you know just <laughs> a little just it's just a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wow. true. Okay, fair it's enough. Really just it's not making it's not much. The so noises. yeah, so yeah, I I didn't count that. So yeah, just the two times. All right. All right. Steve, you have the explosion meter. Yeah, it was uh, pretty high, honestly. There was a lot of explosions, mainly from Raven. Uh, So the first time we get an explosion, it's uh, Raven shooting a missile at the camp of Donna and Nicole. There's actually two. Uh, I'm getting there. Then he shoots another missile at the camp (laughs) to make sure it's exploded. That's two. Then he shoots a missile at the sign with the the, the people behind the de- deputies, <laughs> yeah, the, that, the that, sheriffs. The they disintegrate, uh, the, except the, for the hat. The, the welcome to Sedona do- sign that is apparently just in the middle of the desert. Yeah, yeah. It's not on the road or anything. Sure, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, the plane with the grenade, where she th- she throws down the grenade and blows up the plane. You don't have the stones. I wrote that down in my notes. Um, fishing rod bomb explosion. That was also. The heel of yeah, Edie's the shoe. Heel, yeah. Um that was I'll, I'll give that one the 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 most clever of the yeah, all of the that was the definitely bombs. like you know Bond gadget. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the hut <clears throat> being exploded with the gun. Uh, the warning missile that he shoots while well, it blows up the guns. Their guns. Yeah. When he's like, I, it's automatically whatever. Yeah. Calibrated to your body heat or whatever the hell. Um, I don't know if he says that, but um, <laughs> the gyrocop. The gyro, gyro, oh wow, the gyrocopter. The urethra goes. Well, this is what my notes say. I'm just gonna say exactly what my notes say. I don't know if I was tired or what was happening. They go boom. I, it does. It says gyro gyrocopter goes boom. How long is dead again? <laughs> uh, and then Accurate, that's though. it. That's how many, all. How many is that? That's eight. Eight. Eight explosions. Gyrocopter goes boom. The only one that has more of that is Picasso Trigger, which had nine. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's oh. quite a bit. I thought there was one with 11. Huh. Okay. Uh, seven, six, four, nine, seven. You might have counted two different and a quarter. than me. 
four and zero. You might have counted different than me because I, I no, counted I, I some put, weird no, stuff. I put what you have on. Oh, okay. What yeah, you said, so. All right. I thought. Okay. Never mind. So, uh, Teresa, you have the Sedaris players. Um, this is another movie where you could probably, probably uh, do. It would be easier to identify who is not a Sedaris player yeah. versus who is. Um, we have a, a a pretty long list of Sedaris players in this one. Donna Spear, Roberta Vasquez, Bruce Penhall. Um, he is not at this point, but will be uh, RJ slash Jeffrey Moore. Um, he will return as Kane. Um, Cynthia Brimhall. Al Long uh. has been in another one. Uh, Rodrigo Abregon, Michael Shane, Ava Cadell, Skip Ward has actually been in ones before. He he had a pretty small uh, role in this one, but he has been in others. Chuchu Malave, Richard Cancino, Carolyn Liu. Um, let's see. I think Becky comes back. Becky Mullen, who plays Becky. Um, outside of that, it, unless I went down through all of these friggin extras yeah because a lot of them are just like just like behind the scenes people who just they just throw in there and they're in like two or three of them yeah but so, outside of that like pretty yeah. much all of our main actors are either already sedaris players or they will be yeah. in later movies so they should so andy should have put at the very end like rj moore will return in yeah are like, <laughs> just kane will return, kane, kane yeah. will return <laughs> kill. they yeah. never say they never have anything like that do they no no that just be it would have been funny oh, okay yeah or they could have put uh <laughs> pat marita will return <laughs> <laughs> question mark <laughs> so i have playboy playmates and penthouse pets there are five in this movie uh don spear Roberta Vasquez, Cynthia Brimhall, Michael Shane, and Carolyn Liu. Well, Michael Shane is a playgirl, man mm. of the year, but... Yep, so five. Uh, I really most. thought Mika would be one, but I guess not. There was a point in the movie, too, where Shane is just standing around in a, t- a tiny little Speedo That's and his cowboy hat. Antenna. Yeah, yeah, and a cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. There's, yeah, and, yeah, there's a part where like him and Becky are just in the hot tub while... In the foreground, uh, Ava Cadell just doing her radio thing. Yeah, 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 it's one of the moments where the microphone is actually have a wire in it. Yeah. <laughs> so. But it's also they're in a hot tub, so like, uh, I think you'd want to use the really wireless one wire. when you're in the hot tub. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it had to be a really long wire to get all the way back into the. And like, don't you think the bubbles would <laughs> mess with the would base. interfere? Like, <laughs> we don't podcast from a hot tub, and there's probably a reason why. <laughs> well, one of the reasons is we don't have a hot tub. <laughs> we need to get a hot tub. See me with shirt off <laughs> it, it's under the water and nobody's gonna see you it's a podcast <laughs> well, you, you two would have to see me and now they gather one of you want that i'll blind myself don't worry i'll blind myself <laughs> i'll stab my own eyes out <laughs> hey, you're already halfway there so what you wear glasses you're already halfway there uh, i have good vision with my glasses on hmm. i'll just take them off and that way <laughs> I, it'll just be one big Some blurry gloss, thumb yeah uh, so yeah, so that's that's it. Now we got uh, our ratings. So Steve, you have the uh, RC trucks. trucks. I have the there, trucks. There weren't any RC. Nope, no RC. No. I th- see. Uh, yeah. Now that we've confirmed that the gyrocopter was not a model, I thought it was a model through the whole thing because it's so small. 
I was like, man, that's got to be like a model because how does a person fit in that thing? Well, <laughs> but apparently they do. Yeah, apparently found out it wasn't exactly entirely <laughs> yeah safe. Yeah, yeah it didn't. So, it doesn't uh, look safe. I have no idea. I at one point I looked up the um or no that was the plane. There was um a weird plane in the movie that had like the um fin that you normally have on a tail on the tail was in the front of the plane. It was mm. a real small plane. Yeah, there was one like that. Yeah, it had like the two like wings, but it was on the front of the plane. It was weird, was and it, it had two it propellers like little, in the back. Like, oh yeah, yeah. That that was like a. Andy specifically said that that plane is called a starship. Um, and it was like a special model. Mm. Yeah, it's like a homebrew. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's very interesting looking plane mm-hmm. though. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't you know need... if I'd be messing around with people who build, be building their own planes. And yeah, shit. that's I'd weird. I'd be like, um, I'm just going to fly a regular plane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or gyrocopter, like a home-built gyrocopter. Uh, so it's kind of scary. That's like outfitted with all this stuff for this movie, too. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's supposed to have all this extra weight on it. <laughs> well, because yeah. it looks like a gyrocopter that they just put like a, a like a protective outer thing to enclose whoever was flying it. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. Um yeah anyways sorry my rating of rc cars or trucks um i'm giving a four i actually like this one quite a bit um it's straightforward there's no guessing about the story uh has some good one-liners bunch of explosions good gunfights a really good fight between bruce ben hall and roberto alberon rodrigo obregon that's why i said um Rodrigo Oberon. And um yeah, I mean it was just a it's a solid it's solid. So it's a solid installment. Mm. Was it, it solid? Four. It was pretty solid. <laughs> four. It was it was solid. It was pretty solid. Teresa, you had the uh RC helicopters, planes, aircraft. Uh I'll also give it a four. Um it's not my favorite out of all of them because it doesn't have a radioactive snake. Um, sometimes there's only one that, yeah, I know. Only one that I know that's my favorite. <laughs> that that's why it can't be my favorite. It doesn't have a, a radioactive snake. No, a part of the charm for me is like some of the nonsensical stuff, like stuff where you're like, "What? What in the hell is that talking about?" Um, and this one in that way is a little bit too straightforward. Um, it, it is easy to understand, though, and I would say that if you ha- found somebody who had absolutely no sense of humor but liked action movies, that this might be a good way to, like, introduce the magic of Sedaris to them. Mm. This would be, I think, a good introduction Sedaris movie, uh, yeah. Not besides if, Hard yeah. Ticket. If, if yeah. for some reason you could not find or get a copy of Hard Ticket to Hawaii, <laughs> this would be yeah. a good uh, secondary yeah. piece. Or if you think that like some of the stuff in Hard Ticket's a little too overboard, and you want to ease them in a little better, yeah, because like you know, there's no exploding blow up dolls in this one, right? And the and the snake and stuff is kind of like it's it pushes it over the top. This one's more like a straightforward a like grounded. spy, yeah, yeah, spy movie. Like yeah. if you like James Bond, yeah. this is kind of James Bond. This is like the '80s sexed up version, yeah, more sexy version. Of yeah, James like Bond. if you like boobs and you like James Bond, then this is the movie for you. Bond, if you could have straight up nudity, yeah. exactly. Yep, so. titties. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it a four. I have RC boats. Mm-hmm. I also will give it a four. Fours all the way around. Yeah, uh, that's also what I gave the last film, Do or Die. I feel like Andy's like, because after Hard Ticket, it's like he kind of like. 
they weren't they kind of stumbled a little bit like Casa Trigger was a little kind of Savage Beach yeah and Savage Beach was like kind of disappointing Guns yeah I kind of got back up but like I feel like like here and do or die it's like he hit stride yeah um so yeah uh, I'm gonna say a four as well yeah oh so that was 1992's Hard Hunted. All right. Next time is kind of kind of bittersweet. The next one, because it's yeah. the end of an era for a lot of the uh, Sedaris players who we've come to know and love over the past several films. Indeed. Fit to Kill. Yeah, this will be uh, Donna Hamilton's last. Last movie. Yep. But the introduction of our new femme fatale, Julie Strain. Mm. So that'll be exciting. Mm. So make sure you tune in next time for Fit to Kill. Mm. Thanks for listening to Hard Ticket to Sedaris. Please be sure to check out our other projects at AOP Pod Network on Twitter. Where you can find a list of all of our other projects, such as We Effed Up, a history podcast taking a look at all the times in history where we effed up. And Imperfect Men, a Rexypod reading all of the founding fathers of the United States. You can also check out Attack of the Final Girls, a horror movie podcast through a feminist lens. And The Drunken Pawn, it's a YouTube channel where we play board games and drink craft beer. We'll see you next time on... Hard ticket to the dance.